And there's a very powerful line he writes in that book. And the, what he says there, he says, when he cannot find any meaning, he ends his life. He's talking about the human being. And he says that the vast majority of suicides is because people cannot find meaning in life anymore. Why am I alive? For what? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala created us human beings with different kinds of needs. <clears throat> we have some needs which are common with all animals, with all mammals, which are our physical needs. So it is food and water and reproduction and so on. These are physical needs. Cows have it, buffaloes have it, we have it. No difference. Then there are emotional needs which is family, which is friend, which is affiliation needs. You want to feel valued. You want to feel part of a society, part of a community. And in that you want to feel a sense of importance, a sense of being needed. So these are emotional needs. And one of the places where we find the biggest damage happens is when people grow old then we have this system, professionally, what is called retirement. So when you are, quite frankly, when you are now, you've accumulated working wisdom of 30, 40, 50, 60 years, the organization says, now you go home. And it's a completely ridiculous and idiotic system because now is the time when the guy can actually do some good for you because he has got accumulated wisdom of all these years and you send him home. Now, the logic behind that is, okay, but you know, we have to find places for the new, younger people to find jobs and if the old people keep sitting there, how will you? That's fine. So, find, think of other ways of doing that. You are losing the accumulated wisdom of decades. Trashing it. So we have that. The second thing which happens is, especially in our Western societies, but every time I say Western societies, now I'm thinking man, that this is spreading all over. We have the same problem also in back home in our country, which is nuclear families. Husband, wife, children. That's it. Once the children grow up and gone, only husband and wife. And even with the best of children relation between the children and parents, the, par the old parents are more or less discarded. You, want, you call it what you want. That's the actual thing which happens. The father, the old father, the old mother really have no role. They have no use of being there. In extended families, there was a use. In extended families, there was... There was a meaning to that because they had, you know, in, in our cultures, there were cultural uh, 
things that happened, occasions and so on, where they played a part, played a role. Somebody came to them for advice and then so on and so forth in marriages and so Today, we have broken down those cultures. We don't have those cultures. We don't have those, those, those uh, norms. And uh, to make matters worse or better, we have moved to different countries. So we are not even in our own environment. And so the elderly are literally, they are like old horses. Find, put them out to pasture, give them some grass, wait for them to die. There are two articles of mine. I'll ask Omer to put them here. Links to read them on loneliness. It's one of the biggest killers. Just loneliness. Nothing else. There's nothing physically wrong with the person. It just dies. Because of loneliness. A sense of feeling unimportant. Third is a psychological need. The need for learning. The need for, uh, you know, understanding greater, in greater depth. The need for creating wisdom and so on. And then we have spiritual needs. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created us with all of these different kinds of needs. And uh, Frankl says, when he stops, when he cannot find a meaning, which means a need, why he ends his life. He's talking about general people who are who could have suicides. Now he gives a very good, he gives three uh, tools or solutions. And let me share, share that with you. He says, one, develop ideals, which is personal examples to aspire to. I want to be like so-and-so. And my advice is, don't do the usual, you know, may Allah forgive us, the lazy things. I want to be like Rasulullah You don't. If you really did, you wouldn't be where you are. So let's get real. Find a real living, breathing body that you want to be like. Somebody you know personally, somebody you can go sit and talk to, somebody you take as a mentor. Right? Have the, the Prophet as an overall goal, obviously. We, have, we all have as Muslims, but let us be truthful to ourselves. Don't tell lies to yourself. Find a role model that you want to aspire to be like. Then spend some time in their company, talk to them, get to know them, ask them questions, and so on and so on. Second thing is, he says, embrace challenges and tensions along the way. So you want to be like somebody means that you want to do what they are doing, which means that life is going, you are going to make your, you are upgrading your own skills. And so now you say, I want to be like that person. Oh, so then I must learn more. I must do something more. So he says, embrace challenges and the tensions that come along the way. But with the challenge, the tension will come. Right? Now I, I, I'm two, from two, two days from now. Today is my second last day here. Friday, I'm gone for eight weeks. To an immersion course in a college. I am going back to college after God knows 40 years. Right. And uh, to learn the Arabic language. Right? Not from scratch. Alhamdulillah. They put me in intermediate level. But still. So I am going to go sit in class. And that, that course is 8 hours of classes. Plus 4 to 5 hours of homework every day. For 60 days at a stretch. No holidays. Now, I sometimes think, I, I tell myself, I must be insane. Why am I doing that? Nobody told me. <laughs> Nobody told me to do that. Nobody is paying me to do that. Nothing. But I'm not insane. I know I'm not insane. This is the whole challenge of finding. Challenge yourself. Push yourself. And nobody can do it for you. I, I, after a certain age, nobody can tell you. Nobody will tell you. Right? You don't do it, you don't do it. Nobody does. Nothing depends on it. But if you do it, you know, at least it 
keeps the brain cells working. And third thing he says is pursue personal tasks. That things that you have decided that you are excited to do, that you uh, excited to be or do or you have in the future. So three very critical things. Develop ideals, embrace challenges and pursue personal tasks. And the whole idea of pursuing uh, personal tasks is to make those tasks tough. Difficult tasks. Because, you know, like the same principle as in the, as in the gym and so on. The only thing, only if it hurts, it's going to benefit you. So, if you are doing exercise which is not hurting you, it won't benefit you. It has to hurt. Then only it will benefit you. Only the stretch produces the growth. So, this is the meaning of finding meaning. And Alhamdulillah, Islam begins with that. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, He created us for this purpose. That purpose, the meaning is, to know Allah, to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, to have this ta'aluk with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And that's why when you think about it and say, sometimes people say this, you know, especially older people, say, oh, you know, my life is over. So no, life is not over. If you are breathing, your life is not over. There is something that you need to do. What is that something? And that's very important to keep this in mind and focus from the, from the earliest stage. Inculcate this in your children to find meaning in their lives. The key thing of meaning is to inculcate it from the beginning in the children itself. Find meaning. What are you doing? Think about that. How can I make it more rewarding for me? And more rewarding almost invariably means make it more difficult. Stretch more. That will keep you awake. It will scare you a bit. And by that, you are more alive. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to live lives which are full of meaning and which benefit us and benefit all those around us.